Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Min Dong. Two days left to the college basketball season tips off. Yes, sir. Two more days and we are down to our last conference preview of the 2022-2023 season. Today is the SEC conference. It's kind of funny we said this last episode, but saving the best conference for last SEC, undoubtedly the best conference in college basketball this year. Once again, phenomenal run last year. Uh, six or yeah, six teams made it to the tournament. Controversially, seven if you include Texas A&M, who were right on the cusp of making that. But um, yeah, man, overall really good year for the SEC last year. Um, in terms of record, I mean they were number three uh, for the whole conference. Uh, that's kind of an irrelevant stat right now. But um, yeah, a lot of great stuff happening. Uh, in the SEC last year. Looking forward to it this year. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Obviously, best for last. Tomorrow we'll go over everything else individually and, you know, all that before the season starts. Uh, can't wait, obviously. Two more days. Finally here, man. We've done it. All 32 conferences. Uh, obviously, start on your birthday. There was a point in time where we we're like, oh, my God, I don't think we could get this done. We think we took a little 10-day break. Uh, when, we, when we first moved in this, our schools and we were like, oh, my God, we got to get this going. But, hey, here we are, Conference 32 of 32. We did it, man. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really have many doubts, but a little, <laughs> a little doubt came into my mind, honestly. But, yeah, man, SEC looks really good this year once again. I can't emphasize that enough. Last year ended up with uh, four teams ending up being ranked this year. Um, I'm not sure how many teams that are ranked in the SEC, but I know that there's a good amount. I can fact check that in a sec. But um, yeah, without further ado, let us get started with player of the year. Um, I pr I'm, it's a pretty obvious player of the year, um, no doubt about it. I mean, he won the national player of the year last year. Uh, we'll talk about him in a sec. My runner up is Con Castleton. Uh, really good season last year for him. Um, he was injured for most of the year, so he ended up making the second team last year. But uh, when he was playing, he did average 16 points per game, nine rebounds, and two and 2.2 blocks. I'll, I'll I won't round up for him just because blocks is a very specified stat. But um, yeah, man, Colin Castleton's going to be a key focal point to this Florida team once again, and uh, I expect him to have a very good season. Florida. Interesting team. We'll talk about them, but um, I'm very interested to see how they rank. Yeah, Colin Castleton was my runner-up as well. Uh, obviously, the, the preseason for the year, Oscar, she weighs 17 and a half points, led the nation in rebounding with 15, uh, one assist, two steals, one and a half blocks. Obviously, like you mentioned, National Player of the Year last year, won an award winner uh, coming in from West Virginia last season. Uh his final season here, actually, he does have his fifth COVID year if he wants to return next year as well. But uh, chances are probably stays this year, leaves next year. Uh, he's th he is making a ton of bread from his NIL deals this year, though. Indeed. And now looking at Dark Horse, a uh, couple of teams you could go in with here. I'm going to go with Mississippi State as my Dark Horse. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year for them. Um, they do return a good amount of starters. The one guy they do lose is obviously Iverson Molinar. He is off, but uh, they do return DJ Jeffries, Talu Smith, as well as Shaquille Moore. So I think they'll be all right in that sense. But they bring in a ton of very good transfers. Um, 
And one of those guys to mention, well, first off, I should say they brought a new coach. Uh, Chris Jans, obviously New Mexico State's former head coach, comes into this uh, Mississippi State team. I expect some big things from him year one. He brought in a, a really good transfer class. Tyler Stevenson from Southern Miss comes in. Will McNair from New Mexico State follows Coach Jans. Also bring in uh, Deshaun Davis from Oregon State. Eric Reed, who we uh, interviewed, actually. Shout out to him coming over from SEMO. I uh, don't remember the episode number off the top of my head, but uh, you'll, you'll see it if you find our socials. And also Jamel Horton from Albany comes in as well. So a lot of very good um, mid-major transfers coming into this program. I think Chris Chance has a good chance to turn this uh, Mississippi State team around. Not necessarily turn them fully around. They did all right last year. Um, it was a really weird uh, SEC conference last year because um, there were there was a five-way tie for fifth with AM, LSU, Florida, South Carolina, and Bama. So Mississippi State ended up being 10th, but they were only a game behind all of those guys. So take it how you want it, but uh, I think they'll have a chance to rise this year. Definitely agree. Uh, another team similarly built, in my opinion, is the Georgia Bulldogs, who are my dark horse. Obviously, Mike White left before he was fired uh, from Florida to go here. And he's won in the SEC before. He's made it to a tournament. Uh, one, two, three. Should have been four or five times. Uh, he's made it four times. Last year, pretty down year for them. Went 19, uh, for him, uh, went 19 and 13 and 99 in conference, which is not too bad. That is pretty respectable, but did not get a tournament bid whatsoever. Uh, but he definitely knows how to win in the SEC and in the tournament as well. And the team they got. Doesn't look too bad, obviously, with the transfers coming in. Terry Roberts from Bradley, currently on leave, should return uh, by this week, according to Twitter. Uh, Drasan Holt from Bama, Frank Asellum from Syracuse, Justin Hill, who was the Big South Player of the Year last year. You mind fact checking that? Or all Big South? He, he, he played a big, big part in Longwood's success. Matthew Alexander Moncrief from Oklahoma State and Martez Martez. Mardrez, sorry, McBride from North Texas. And they also bring in a top 100 guy in Kyron Lindsey. Um, not a, not too bad uh, for a team here. And obviously, we don't know what the chemistry is like, but I'm sure Mike White will figure it out. And they are my dark horses here. Yeah, and I'm trying to fact check this on the fly, but I, I, I would have to assume that he was the player of the year because he had a phenomenal year at Longwood and this is Justin Hill we're talking about. No, not Justin Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Hill. Um, hold on. I got to pull it up. Um, he did. Mm, I don't know, actually. Nope, he did sound. not win. It was DJ Burns that won. That is yeah. But he was all big South. He was an All-American. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised, but because um, considering long for a good year. Uh, I honestly think that Georgia always hasn't seen much success, but this year I think they'll take a step in the right direction, uh, even if they're ranked low on both of our polls because, I mean, this, this shows how good the SEC is. I think Georgia is trending in the right direction, but I still think that they're a bottom five team in this conference. That just shows how deep it is, even though they got a lot better. So let us begin. Number 14, um, we do have different last place teams here. For me, um, I know – I mean, I'm just going to have to go with South Carolina, not just because it's Clemson's rival, but, I mean, there's a lot of changed in the South Carolina program this offseason. Frank Martin obviously gone now. Uh, new head coach in, uh, one of your guys, Lamont Paris from Chattanooga comes over. I know you're 
very excited about that hire. I am as well. I think it's going to be a good hire down the line of things. But um, they lost a ton. Obviously, a lot of guys went with Coach Martin. A lot of guys went to higher major programs. So this is a very different-looking South Carolina team. Uh, a couple of key transfers do come in, though. Um, one guy that I'm very excited to see is Michi Johnson coming over from uh, Ohio State, former top 100 recruit. Uh, I think he's going to have a good chance to shine here. And uh, a couple of key other guys that do come back or in, I should say, uh, Benjamin Bosmas Verdonk from Illinois. Hayden Brown from Citadel is a big one actually to watch out for. And then a couple other guys that are lower on the bench like Josh Gray and Trayvon Minot. And obviously the big piece here, the number one recruit in the 2023 class, Gigi Jackson, formerly committed to North Carolina, committed to South Carolina, reclassed, able to go this year. Might put him at small forward is what I've been seeing. Uh, that's scary. So watch out. I think that's going to be very interesting to see down the line of things. So watch out. I do think it'll take a year for them to get going, but I still think that this team will definitely steal some games this year. Mm -hmm. At my last place team, I have Vandy here. Obviously, a uh, solid season for them last year, 19 and 16, 7 and 11 in SEC play. Uh, did receive an at-large bid to the NIT and made it to the quarterfinals. Uh, but obviously, Jerry Stackhouse, coach, uh, struggled his first two years. And last year, obviously, his third year uh, did progress. I think they're going to regress once again, losing Scotty Pippen Jr. Do bring in a couple of transfers. Urjan Manjon from UC Davis and Emmanuel and Song from Green Bay and a nationally ranked recruiting class led by three top 100 guys. Uh, and a guy uh, who've, who's, who's been in college basketball for a long time, Liam Robbins. I think it's finally his last year there. Uh, this is his third school, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think – I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a believer in Jerry Stackhouse. I'm not a hater by all means, but I don't, I don't really believe in his ability as a coach. Yeah, I mean, they've had some good teams, and uh, obviously Scotty Pippen Jr., gone, huge loss. Um, I think they're going to be all right this year. I still think they'll be bottom three, but I think they'll be all right. Uh, so I'm going to do Georgia here now as we go to number 13. I know Georgia, obviously, last year was not the year for them, just one win in conference play last year, one in 17. But obviously, Mike White comes in, obviously Florida man, and uh, I do think that Georgia has a very good team on paper when the looks of it. Um the biggest piece that comes back is obviously Cairo Oquendo. Uh, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year this year once again. I mean, he averaged 15 points per game in the SEC. That's, that's hard to do in a good conference. So shout out to him. Uh, also, Braylon Bridges comes back and Jalen Ingram come back as well. So uh, I think that this team has a couple of key pieces that do return. And then you talked about the transfers already. Just a couple more to add, obviously, besides Justin Hill and Frank Aslam, who you talked about. Did you talk about Matthew Alexander Moncrief coming in as well? Yeah. Yeah, and then they also got Terry Roberts coming in from Bradley and um, Mardrezic Mariah, who you talked about coming in from North Texas. I think I do think that the Georgia team has a lot of very good transfers, so I think that they have a good chance to definitely steal and turn some heads this year. I know they had one win last year in conference play. I expect that number to rise by a good amount. Mm -hmm. Number 13, I have South Carolina here. Obviously, Lamont Paris is in, uh, was the coach at Chattanooga last year. He's now at the flagship school in Columbia with South Carolina. Uh, like you mentioned, Gigi Jackson is here. First player to ever. One sec. I don't know. I just. No, that was me. I got a FaceTime call. Uh, but uh, um, yeah. First player to ever decommit from North Carolina and uh, decides to commit to South Carolina, where he literally lives right down the street from 
But uh, yeah, you mentioned the trenches as well. Dibba from Coastal, Mishi Johnson from uh, Ohio State. I think he's gonna have a great year. And Hayden Brown from the Citadel. This team's all right, uh, but obviously in the deep SEC, man, they're thirteenth. Yeah, and Dibba is hurt. I don't know when he'll be back, but that's something to monitor as well. The transfer from Coastal Carolina. Uh, but yeah, I do think that that'll be an interesting team to watch out for as well. Uh, but now we go to number twelve. Uh, same bottom three, obviously for us. I'm going to put Vanderbilt. Oh, actually, no, it's not. Wow. I didn't realize how high up you had Georgia. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put Vanderbilt here at number 12. Um, I do think Vanderbilt obviously loses a lot. With Scotty Pippen Jr. gone, that's 20 points per game lost right there. He was one of the best players in this conference last year. That's a very huge loss for them. But, hey, they do bring in uh, Ezra Manjohn, who will be the new focal point for this team. Uh, he comes over from UC Davis, obviously. Very good career there. But um, Jordan Jordan Wright's going to be a guy to watch out for who does return. And you talk about some healthy guys that do return as well. Liam Robbins, he missed half the year. But he's a very good player when he plays. Seven-footer, obviously. And then Quentin Melora Brown comes back as well. So it's really just development, a development aspect for this uh, Jerry Stackhouse team this year. A lot of guys who didn't get as much run last year are going to get some run this year. We'll see what they can do with that. Uh, I think it really depends on the defense because uh, the offense, I think it should be there. It's the defense that hasn't a problem, it seems, for Vanderbilt uh, these past couple of years or so. But, hey, uh, I do remember one game particularly last year. They almost took Alabama to the wire. Uh, that, that would have been a good win. But they got a couple good wins on their belt. I uh, actually finished 7-11 and 11 last year, which is only two games behind that uh, five-way tie for fifth. So not bad in that looks of it. So, yeah, I got Vandy here at 12. Yeah, I'm going to do a couple mid-episode switches starting now. I'm going to be putting – Mississippi State here at number 12, your dark horse. Obviously, Chris Jans comes in. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. I think this this job was screaming his name the moment it was open. And obviously, um, brought in lots of transfers, like you mentioned. Uh, just having them at number 12 right now, maybe in a couple of years or two. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think they have a good chance at it, but we'll see what happens. Now, number 11. I have Missouri here at number 11. Missouri, man, really interesting-looking team this upcoming season. I'm very intrigued to see what Coach Gates has. Obviously, him coming over to Cleveland State. He brings in some Cleveland State players as well. Demoy Hodge and uh, Trey Gomillan follow him. Um, and then DeAndre Golston comes in. Nick Honor comes in from Clemson. Golston comes in from Milwaukee. Um, who else comes in? Noah Carter comes in from Northern Iowa. And a bit, another big one, Isaiah Mosley comes in from Missouri State. It's, it's really just going to be a bunch of transfers alongside Ronnie DeGray and Kobe Brown, who was an all-SEC player last year. This Missouri team is uh, all over the place with transfers. If the chemistry can come together somehow, I think this is going to be a very under-the-radar team to watch out for. Um, I know I have Mississippi State as my dark horse, but Missouri is also a dark horse to watch out for this year. Yeah, and uh, the other the two of the three, the second of the third at mid-episode switch, uh, my dark horse, Georgia, at number 11 here. Uh, not have really nothing to add uh, to them other than they haven't made the tournament in a while. I think they will make the tournament very soon because uh, I think Mike White is, can do it. I think he really can do it and make them a top 25 program here uh, sooner rather than later. Agreed, agreed. Now approaching the top 10, number 10 for me, I have Ole Miss here. Ole Miss is a team that's been very interesting the past couple of years. Um it really just depends on the health because um, obviously Deshaun Ruffin was a guy that we were very excited to see at Ole Miss. Uh, he's been dealing with some knee injuries. 
Uh, I think he's supposed to be back this year, but we'll see how good he will be to go. But they do return Matthew Morell, who's a big piece that comes back. I think he's going to be a very big player. And then they bring in some very good transfers. Um, Josh Mbala comes over from Buffalo, which is going to be a good get, uh, as well as Javius McKinnis, I'm sorry, coming over from Jackson State. And uh, Theo Akwuba coming over from Louisiana. Those are three very good defensive big men to watch out for coming back. Also bring back, um, this team does, uh, German Breakfield, who transferred from Duke. Uh, two years ago, I believe it was now. So uh, this Missouri, uh, this excuse me, this Ole Miss team has a couple of key pieces. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what they can do with it. Um, Kermit Davis, obviously, it's been a while. It seems like it's been a while since they've made the uh, tournament, but uh, you never know. Ole Miss is just kind of one of those middle pack teams. I expect them to be here once again. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And last but not least, my last minute episode switch, Missouri at number ten originally had them at number twelve. Uh, I really like this team a lot. Like you mentioned, Dennis Gates, he's done a great job in the portal, obviously. You mentioned Gomelli, you mentioned Golson, Hodge, Honor, Mosley, Carter. And the two JUCO guys, Sean East and Muhammad Diara, those guys nationally ranked in the JUCO rankings as well. And Aiden Shaw, four-star recruit, top 100 guy coming in as well. He's done a terrific job already in the uh, offseason he's had. And I think he's got this team built to win right now. I don't think they'll make the tournament. I think they're an NIT team as of right now. Uh, they just got to win a lot more games than we anticipate, obviously. Yeah, I think there's a good amount of NIT teams in this conference this year. Uh, I think it really depends on how many bids they get out this year. Uh, but another team I have right now in NIT bid range is Mississippi State. I have them at number nine. Uh, obviously, this is my dark horse team. I know that I did lose their top option, Molinar, but I still think that this team is going to compensate very nicely with a really good amount of transfers that they bring in that are high major and good scorers. I mean, they have a lot of good scorers. Eric Reed, I mean, he averaged 16 points per game at SEMO last year. Horton averaged 12 and a half. Davis averaged 11. Those are three big guys right there. And then Tyler Stevenson, I know the Southern Miss, he was kind of the go-to guy, but I mean, hey, averaging 14 and a half anywhere in D1 is good to me. So, um, yeah, I do think that this Mississippi State team is going to be good despite the coaching change with Jans. Uh, I do think that they have a good chance to make NIT, so I'm going to put them here at number nine. Yeah, number nine for me, Ole Miss here. Obviously, Kermit Davis, his seat is starting to warm up just a little bit. He's only made his tournament his first year there in the three seasons after. Uh, has has really struggled, only one NIT bid to show for. But like you mentioned, the the, the, uh, the big man the big man transferring in, those three guys are all really good defensive big men. And looking at this team, this is just a – classic Kermit Davis team and uh they have a they have a nationally ranked recruiting class as well four four-star recruits uh top 25 nationally uh for the recruiting class and I think Kermit Davis is he's on to something here I, I, I think so because yeah he's not he's not typically known as a good recruiter but looking at the guys he's brought in I think I think he's done a fantastic job right now Definitely agree. And they did lose some key pieces this offseason. Obviously, Luis Rodriguez and Jarkel Joyner are both gone. So that's something to notify as well. But we'll see what happens with Ole Miss. Now approaching the uh, halfway point, number eight. I have Florida here, number eight. Obviously, this team, I'm very intrigued to see what this team can do this year. Obviously, missed the tournament last year after making it the year before. Uh, if you do remember that two years ago, that uh, thrilling first game of March Madness for the 2020 one no 2020 2021 season 
uh, where they beat Virginia Tech in that double uh, overtime game off that insane buzzer beater. But, hey, that was still a phenomenal game, to say the least. But, yes, obviously the new coaching change as Mike White goes to Georgia. Todd Goldman from San Francisco comes into this program. Uh, definitely due for a uh, high major. I mean, I know the West Coast Conference is up there, but hey, this is a true high major job. Shout out to Todd Golden. But, yeah, Colin Castleton, man, runner up player of the year. I think he's due for a phenomenal season. I believe this is his last year in college basketball. It seems like he's been in the uh, college basketball world for a while now, obviously formerly at Michigan. If uh, Michigan, right? Yeah, Michigan. Okay, I just wanted to double check because it seems like it's been, it's been a long time since I've seen him in the Michigan uniform. But, uh, yeah, this team does lose some key pieces. Tyree Appleby is gone. But um, they do bring back a good majority of the uh, – starters at least uh they do bring back uh myron jones they do bring back cj felder coming back from injury and uh, they also bring back um where i just lost his name where'd he go i don't know i just lost his name um but regardless they do bring in a couple of very good transfers most notably kyle lofton from st bonnie's comes in and uh, vmi transfer trey boneham comes in as well uh, and I'm very impressed with uh, Will Richard also coming in from Belmont. I think he's due for a very big year. Uh, and Alex Fudge, former top 50 recruit coming over from LSU. Uh, it's going to be an interesting development year, I think, for Florida. Obviously, the pieces are here. Uh, I think this team has a very high ceiling. Uh, right now, I'm not sure how all these pieces are going to fit together in the puzzle because a lot of guys are just kind of expecting a breakout year. So uh, if these pieces can fit in the right places, I think uh, Florida has a very good chance do some good things, but for now, I'm going to put them at number eight. 100% have them at eight as well. I see the highlight of the offseason is them playing basketball tag. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that, was, that looked really fun, to be honest. It's a nice, nice little cardio, a little warm-up. I, I like it a lot. Maybe if I'm a coach, I'll, I'll use that. So shout-out Todd Golden. Obviously, young, up-and-comer, big analytics guy. And uh, I think he's going to do a great job here. Obviously, a weird hire by all means because – Honestly, I didn't think he was going to go to Florida. And I don't think Florida was going to was on his radar. But guess what? Man, he's at the coach of Florida now. And I think they're uh, they're just barely in the tournament as of right now. Definitely agree. And uh, speaking of new hires, there's actually a lot of new hires this year in the SEC, which I'm, I didn't really realize how many there were. This is another team that has a new hire, LSU, here at number seven. Uh, this is actually the official halfway point of the conference. But as you know, obviously, Will Wade, has got fired. A lot of stuff happened there. Still not sure exactly what happened, but all I know is he's out the door. And uh, Murray State head coach Matt McMahon comes in. Obviously, Murray State, really good year last year, making it to the second round and losing. I believe they made it to the second round. Um, yeah, they did. I don't remember who they lost to, though. But um, oh, they, I think they lost to St. Peter's. Is that right? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but sorry, I, I just, I was trying to remember who they lost to, but yeah, obviously the big piece that does come in alongside player of the year, uh, he averaged 18 points per game and eight and a half rebounds last year. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a very big, big man that comes into the SEC alongside him. Um, justice Hill comes over from LSU or Murray state. I should say, I guess Trey Hannibal comes in and Cam Hayes comes in as well. Um, so there's a lot of Murray State guys that kind of jump ship with uh, Coach McMahon, which is the big thing you need, really need to notify. But uh, a couple of good transfers come in as well. Northwestern State transfer Kendall Coleman comes in and uh, Derek Fountain comes in. 
from Mississippi State. A couple of good recruits come in as well, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Adam Miller, uh, Ace Wolf, as they like to call him. Uh, did not play last year. Obviously transferred over from Illinois. Um, I'm intrigued to see what he can do because obviously his freshman year, he was a really good player and a really interesting player for that Illinois team um, with Ayo Dusumu, Kofi Coburn. He was the third guy on that team. So uh, I'm very intrigued to see what he can do now at LSU. But regardless, I do think LSU uh, could have a good chance to make it to March Madness. So I'm going to put him here at number seven. Yeah, same here. You mentioned you covered all the pieces. Uh, those three Murray State players coming in. KJ Williams, he's he's the big guy uh, coming in. Obviously, I believe he was the conference player of the year last year. Uh, I feel like I feel like that's a that's a lock. Yeah, what? KJ Williams, player of the year in Ohio. Yeah, Valley. yeah. All right, I just said that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Justice Hill, Trey Hannibal, Cam Hayes from NC State, very good player, and Kendall Coleman, double double machine at Northwestern State, and uh, obviously tired pretty late in the offseason as well. One of the later guys, which is still fairly early in the offseason, but you get the point, and was able to snag a couple big men and Tyrell Ward, uh, who is their best player, uh, best recruit coming in. But, yeah, like you mentioned, this team is it's already built to win, and I think they're a tournament team. Definitely agree. Now number six. I have Texas A&M here at number six. Uh, what a run it was for them last year in the uh, SEC tournament. Oh, so close to getting a bid. They were just inches away, man. It was a phenomenal run for them. Obviously, they finished They finished as – I don't know what seed they exactly finished as. They were, they were the second team out. No, no, I mean for the SEC tournament. Oh, they were the eighth seed. Yeah, so they were the eighth seed. And uh, let's, just, let's just tell you that resume. Uh, beat Florida in the second round playing game, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah, they were the eighth seed because they beat the number one seed, Auburn, in the quarterfinals beat Arkansas in the semifinals, and then they lost to Tennessee in the finals. But it was a very close game uh, for the most part. But, yes, this Texas A&M team looks a little bit different as they do lose their top guy, Quentin Jackson, who's going to be a very big loss down the stretch of things. But I do bring back the next three guys, Tyrese Bradford, Henry Coleman, and Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor is my guy last year, if you do remember that. I expect him to have a very good year this year. But a couple of good uh, former top recruits come in. Uh, Manny Obowaski comes in from Arkansas, uh, or comes back, I should say. And an Arkansas transfer, KK Robinson, and Dexter Dennis from uh, Wichita State comes in as well. That's going to be a very interesting piece down the stretch of things. Julius Marble also comes in from Michigan State, and um, they're going to have a lot of other key guys that are looking to make some factors. Anderson Garcia, another guy who comes over from Mississippi State. So, yeah, Buzz Williams, man. Good team, and uh, obviously – I know that they didn't make the tournament last year. Um, I've heard news that – not news, but, like, I think his seat could be getting hot. I know it's kind of a stretch, but uh, I think this team's due to make the tournament because if not, I think that seat might be getting a little bit hotter. So we'll see what happens, but I do think that this A&M team hopefully can make the tournament after what they did last year because, uh, personally, I want them to see them make the, make the tournament. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, this just looks like a classic Buzz Williams team as well. Another guy I mentioned, Tyrese Radford. Uh, he's in his he, he's in his last season, but I really like the addition of Julius Marble uh, coming in from Michigan State. I think he'll fit in really well. Him and Henry Coleman, a Duke transfer from two years ago. I think that's a that's a pretty good backcourt if you ask me, or frontcourt if you ask me. But yeah, I, I honestly thought they should have made the tournament last year. Obviously, ninety nine in SEC play, and uh, they beat three that three teams that could have been tournament. Uh, Arkansas, Auburn, those teams were in the tournament. And Florida, man, those 
they were in the bubble as well. So they beat that was that's three quad one wins right there. And uh yeah, I don't know how they didn't make the tournament. I thought they should have made the tournament, but you know, the committee's on that you know, the committee's the committee. And no no, they probably still had Syracuse above them. Yeah, they they <laughs> like to see the yeah, moving forward now, number five, uh, approaching the top five. I'm going to do a mid episode switch here. I'm going to put Auburn here at number five. Auburn, I think, looks really good on paper. Last year was a phenomenal year for them. Uh, ended up being ranked um, – they ended up being eighth uh, in the last AP poll. But, hey, I mean, they got the wall. They got the – no, they were a two seed. No, yeah, two seed, right? Yeah, okay. And they lost to Miami in the second round, which is a – Surprising loss because I thought Auburn was due for a big season. They had it seems like they had all the pieces. Jabari Smith was an absolute stud. Walker Kessler was an absolute stud. They're both gone now, but um, it's gonna. I think they'll be all right. Uh, they got a couple of great guys coming in. Uh, Johnny Broom, one of your favorites from Morehead State, comes into this program now, and uh, I'm very intrigued to see what the five-star freshman Johan Troy can do. Uh, when they were playing over at Israel about a month or so ago. It seemed like he was lighting up the floor for Auburn, so I'm very excited to see what he can do this year. They do return the top three guards, Zeb, Japser, J- Zeb Jasper, K- Katie Johnson, and Wendell Green Jr., and uh, also bring in uh, Alan Flanagan comes back. I know he was dealing with injuries last year. So um, I'm intrigued to see what this Bruce Pearl team has in store. I do think Auburn should make it to the tournament, but uh, without those two guys, Smith Jr. and Walker Kessler, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, at my number five, got the preseason AP. Number 20, I got Alabama here. Obviously, they lose a lot of guys. Uh, I'm not going to say all of them since we have less than 10 minutes all of a sudden. But, really? Uh, yeah. We got nine minutes now, sorry. All right, keep going, keep going. Yeah, but they bring in Mark Sears from Ohio, Dominic Welsh from St. Bona. Uh, but Mark Sears is the probably going to be their starting point. I really like him a lot. And obviously, you know, Nate Oates, he's going to recruit – Point guards. He got two five-star point guards, Brandon Miller and Jalen Bradley, both New Yorkers, same hometown, same high school. They both went to IMG uh, for that starting backcourt there. And, uh, yeah, these these group of guards, once again, is elite. You finally got Javon Quinnerly. Should be back by conference play as well. And, uh, yeah, the front court's the only problem here. Uh, but uh, that's going to be led by Noah Gurley. And this is another tournament team and I'm probably top five seed. Definitely agree. And uh, I really do like what Nando's has in store. Add Bama at number four. Yeah, you kind of gave down the rundown. Sears comes in from Ohio. That's the big piece that they add as well. Dominic Welch. And then they bring in some five stars. Impressive. And excuse me, excited to see what Namari Burnett can do. Obviously, Texas check transfer missed last year with an injury. But um. I- I expect some guys to break out this year. One guy that I have in mind, Charles Bidiaco. I expect him to have a very big year down the stretch of things. So uh, I do like this Bama team a lot. Obviously, last year was a little bit shaky for them, but I think they'll do good. So I'm going to put him at number four. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is Auburn. Uh, like you mentioned, they bring in a lot of good guys as well. Janai Broom from Moorhead State and uh, five-star center, Johan Traor. And returning the three guards, uh, well, there's a lot of guards that return, but this is another, once again, elite group of guards led by Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, Alan Flanagan. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this team. Once again, another top five seed in the tournament next year, in my opinion. 
Yes, and I'm going to do a mid-episode switch. I'm going to put Arkansas at number three. Uh, after what I saw this preseason, I decided to make this change right now. But, yes, Arkansas, man, looks really good. Uh, it's going to be led by mostly uh, freshmen, which is kind of crazy. But they do bring back Devo Davis. They do bring in Ricky Council uh, from West Wichita State. They do bring in Trevon Brazell from Missouri and also the Mitchell Twins from Rhode Island and Jalen Graham from Arizona State. They bring in a ton of transfers. Not too much um, experience from last year's team does come back, but uh, you got to talk about the five, five, or three five-star freshmen, I, could, I should say. Nick Smith Jr., expecting him to have one of the best years as a freshman this year. Uh, Jordan Walsh, I expect him to have a good year. And Anthony Black as well. Musbus has a really good team. Obviously made it to the Elite Eight last year. Fell just short. I expect him to have another very good year, but I'm going to put him at number three. I'm at, have him at three as well. A typical must-bus team with a loaded freshman class and a loaded recruiting class. That's just how he rolls. Uh, number two ranked class just behind Duke with five five stars or three five stars and three four stars, which is incredible to see. But unfortunately, they did get 30-pieced by Texas in an exhibition just the other day, uh, which is why I am pretty skeptical as much as you are. And uh, obviously, a young team like this, a team that brand new, a huge roster turnaround, they're going to need time to gel. And I feel like they will gel. But I also see that, yeah, this is a pretty easy non-conference schedule, kind of. Yeah. They played a Maui, yeah. and that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I would talk about it more, but due to the time, let's keep going. And uh, I'll save us some time because I'm going to put Tennessee at two. Uh, I know you love this team, so I'll let you get to the big spiel on it. But after what I saw this uh, preseason beating Gonzaga by 20, um, yeah, I had to give them the nod up. So I'm going to put Tennessee at two. I'll let you yeah. get to them momentarily. Yeah. Number two is clearly not Tennessee for me. It is uh, Kentucky. Yeah, this this might be one of the best teams coming in. It's a, they're number four in the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, obviously, you know who they return. Severe Wheeler and Oster Sheebway. And they bring in – I mean, let me go through the list of transfers here. They, Antonio Reeves, that's the only transfer. What am I doing? But, yeah, he's coming in from Illinois State. Well, NC, what? Well, and CJ Frederick. You're just yeah, I was about to say that. All right. So, yeah, CJ Frederick is now back after his medical red shirt from breaking his leg. But uh, yeah, once again, this is the team with the third ranked recruiting class, obviously behind Arkansas and Duke. Uh, this is an elite recruiting class. I can't even lie. Um, but uh, yeah, I have them at number two. Is it bias? Ah, I couldn't tell you. Eh, I mean, Kentucky's <laughs> always won, it seems, and hasn't really, hasn't really turned out that way last well, last year. It hasn't turned out that way. Um, and they also lost in the first round last year to St. Peter's. So, I mean, I don't know. But uh, I do think they're going to be a lot better this year. I know Sheboy's out for a little bit. But we'll see him. But as he's gone, it could take a little bit of time to get going. But I think that's honestly fine. I think that gives a lot of ch a chance for a lot of these other guys to shine. Uh, Severe Wheeler also might be gone for a little bit as well. But you look at the new guys that come in. Uh, Tyson Wallace comes in, five-star. Chris Livingston comes in, five-star. Uh, Damian Collins, I picked him up's good run, former five-star. I expect Jacob Toppin to have a very good year. Uh, Antonio Reeves comes in from Illinois State. TJ Frederick comes back after missing last year. 
Um, they got a ton of very good scores, ton of very good defenders, all around really good team. Coach Cal's got a good chance of doing some good stuff this year. And uh, I think that's why everyone, as always, is so high in Kentucky. Blue bud for a reason. Uh, maybe it's the year for them and uh, could go very far. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one, uh, I'm going to have to go with, obviously, the Tennessee Vols here. Three starters return, led by Santiago Viscovi, Josiah Jordan-James, and uh, Oliver Kamwa, who uh, who did get hurt. But, uh, he's finally healthy against the guy Siegler. Should be their starting point guard now. Was one of the best players uh, off the bench in the SEC and probably one of the best defenders in the SEC as well. Excited for what he can do. And I could just go on and on about this whole team. Uh, top 10 freshman class coming in. They got uh, Ty- Tyreek Key coming in from Indiana State, who just put on a master class against Gonzaga. He scored scored 26, uh, which very surprised me because I thought he was he was going to do all right, but I didn't think he was going to be this good coming back from an injury. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm so excited to see this team play. Obviously had them as my national champions last year because went, don't I? And, uh, How'd that go? Yeah, they didn't go too well. Um, but, uh, you know, I was very mad. And uh, I still very am mad because three of the past four years I've picked Tennessee to win, and they have they they haven't even passed the Sweet Sixteen yet. But I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm gonna say it every year, it's like you're gonna say it every year with Texas. But I think this is Tennessee's year. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm gonna show something real quick. As you can see, uh, this was a couple of years ago. <laughs> we were very mad when Tennessee lost to Oregon State in the first round. <laughs> but um yeah, could it be the year for the Vols? I don't know. I mean, they haven't really been too good in tournament time since the Schofield and Grant Williams days, which is it's been a while since then, honestly. But um, yeah, man, SEC looks really good. In terms of bids, I'd probably say six or seven, but uh probably too early to say right now with a lot of these good teams that are having injury problems and guys needing to develop and all that stuff. So I'll say six or seven right now, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I say seven or eight right now. And we have less than a minute. So how about you erase the last conference we got? What? We got less than a minute. So how about uh, you cross that out? Well, as you can see, the whiteboard is now, it's now uh, all gone. This this marker is about to die. And I can't wait to erase this finally because uh, some of the stuff's not going to come off very nicely on the whiteboard. But, hey, that is all 32 conferences. We are so excited. After the 32 means the season's here. So season will be here. We'll be back tomorrow to cover some other stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. But for now, I think that is all we got for today's episode. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. No trivia question due to time constraints.